Welcome to episode 2 of the MSX Insider Podcast. I have my co-host Sasha with me again. We've uh, now glad to announce we've converted this from a pilot into a full-blown project, so we hope to have a few more episodes to come. And uh, today is Valentine's Day, right, Sasha? Happy Valentine's Day. Yeah. I mean, um, you know, it's, a, it's, a, it's I can't believe we've got here this quickly. I, mean, I remember last year, Valentine's Day, thinking in South Africa, how am I going to get to the MSX? You know, how am I going to move all my stuff across? And now I'm trying to figure out my life, right, uh, in terms of a year's time. I think a year ago, I hadn't even been admitted. <laughs> wow. Okay. <laughs> so a lot has changed in the last one year. <laughs> yeah. I, I remember with our, our host today, we actually, our guest, in fact, we, we started a WhatsApp group, and I think we just started interacting at that time and it was like a really special feeling of coming to Stanford and it's it's actually so crazy that it's almost uh, almost at the time where we're going to be wrapping this up in a few weeks time right yeah yeah sad <laughs> so so speaking of love today Sasha I mean um, you know we're at Stanford and um, you know what other courses you really loved so far in your journey yeah oh gosh too many but I'll pick two to to share today so my favorite one is one that I'm in right now called Strategic Communications with Alison Kluger and Bert Alper. Um, it's probably my most nerve-wracking class because it's focused on public speaking, but um, I know I'm seeing progress through the class, which is great. Um, and my second favorite class was a class that I took in the fall called Riding the Next Wave of Developing Economies, which was all about entrepreneurship and venture capital in emerging markets. And I just found it extremely fascinating. What about you? I've, um, I've really loved a course called Entrepreneurship and VC. Uh, it's got an all-star cast. We've got Eric Schmidt as a guest lecturer. He, he doesn't show up officially on the on the course outline, but he's he's there for a third of the lectures. And it's taught by the managing partner of Andreessen Horowitz, Scott Kapoor. Uh, they have a former VC partner in Peter Wendell and the ex-communications chief of Google, Raymond Nasser. And they have an all-star cast of people coming and sharing their journeys of entrepreneurship. Yesterday, we had the CEO, former CEO of Lyft, Logan Green, and one of the venture partners that found them. A couple of weeks ago, we had Evan Spiegel there. But it's really, you know, a really great place to see how people have built these businesses out of Stanford. Yeah. And then you actually get to get to see what it's like inside a VC fund at the same time, right? You have the ent- entrepreneur there who's built the business. You've got the VC firm that's given them the funding. And talking them through that journey has been really amazing. And then uh, I think we have to give a special shout out to uh, David Dodson, right? Mm. Um, you know, he's taken the time to create a course for the MSX in particular. There's a famous course at Stanford called um, Managing Growing Enterprises. And that course has been adapted for our class. Uh, he, he shared with me a story when he asked the MBA class, um, you know, how many of you have managed people? Most of the class lifts up the hand. And when he asks the class, how many of them have managed managers? Not many lift their hands up. Uh, which is, I guess, an indication of where those um, those students are in their journey in terms of entering the professional world. Our class has uh, probably got about five to ten years more experience, and a lot of us have managed managers. And he stated the class for that interaction with uh, with the corporate environment, and it's been brilliant. I mean, I started at 8 a.m. Sasha's with me behind me in class, and it's a it's an early morning start every day, but it's definitely worth it. Yeah. So with that, we can dive right in. And- 
And I have the pleasure of introducing Joseph, who is also a good friend of mine in the program. So we're really excited to have you here today. Um, so a little about uh, Joseph's background, and then I'll, I'll pass it over to you to share more details. Um, so you grew up in Taiwan and then moved to the U.S. for undergrad, um, went to University of Illinois, UIUC, and then went to Berkeley and did a Ph.D. in material science and have spent your career as an engineer, as a material scientist in companies like Dow Chemicals and Meta and Apple before coming to the GSB. So why don't you share a little bit more about your, your background and your journey to get here? Yeah, definitely. Uh, so, yeah, as you say, I'm originally from Taiwan, and that's uh, it's a it's a it's a magical place where people are very friendly. And uh, and when I grow up, it's my parents' uh, chemistry background that re really influenced me. And I was really and also this recycling culture in Taiwan is uh, quite interesting. So I spent a lot of time with my families just. Uh, helping the neighborhood to clean up the streets and do recycling, volunteering. And that's where I learned a lot from my chemist uh, parents about, oh, wow, th these are different materials and how we can utilize them to enrich people's lives. So that's how I got motivated to study material science. One fun fact is that uh, my dad actually had me, my parents had me when they were in Berkeley. So I was actually debating between MIT and Berkeley. I decided to go to Berkeley. That totally persuaded me. <laughs> so, uh, and, and Ber Berkeley is a good place. I think it has this very academic uh, experience. Uh, but in the meantime, also exposure to Silicon, Silicon Valley. You know, how we can use technology to impact uh, the world. So I think the following uh, session, I'm going to share more about that. But that's really how I got into uh, the industry, because I know that in addition to just academic uh, curiosity and achievement, it's important to bring that innovation to the world and make an impact. And that makes me really happy. So and hence all the uh, career <laughs> <laughs> adventures uh, in the past 10 years. Uh, yeah. I mean, Joseph, you, if you look at your CV from the outside, you look like a, a really serious guy. But, you know, I know you pretty well and you, you have a lot of fun. You know, you, you enjoy having a good time with us. I guess, Joseph, just talk us through the journey of coming back to being a student here at Stanford and, you know, what it's been like socially and, you know, what have you really enjoyed about this experience relative to your other academic experiences? Yeah, to your point, <laughs> making so many friends is amazing, including you too, right? It's, uh, I have to say... In the corporate world, it's uh, it's difficult. Yeah, it's very, especially in the tech world, it's so fast-paced. And we are constantly trying to, you know, meet the deadline. So it's hard to meet many good friends uh, at work or and let alone spending time with um, good friends outside of work. So I think coming to MSX, it's actually one of the goals to make some very good friends uh, in, in this one year because... Throughout the life journey, I realized how important it is to support the people I love and also have someone to support me uh, at this very important moment in my life to accomplish something I really believe in. Uh, so I'm so glad, you know, we get to bond inside and outside of the classes. I still remember this uh, Vegas trip. <laughs> That's how everything started. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's a, it's been some incredible memories over the over the time, and and I guess Joseph, you know, you you probably had many options, right? Uh, you know, you you, you ex uh, Meta, ex Apple, PhD at Berkeley. 
I mean, you know, coming back to Stanford, you know, may seem like overkill, right? You know, to somebody like you. But I mean, you're here and you're thriving and you're probably like one of the real um, shining lights of our class, right? I guess, why, do you, why, why has it been such a good fit for you? And why do you think you've thrived so much at a place like Stanford? Wow, that's a great question. Uh, I come back to Stanford for two things, uh, entrepreneurship and make impacts through technology innovation. And the second thing is to improve my soft skills and leadership capacity. I can share a little bit uh, on the background. So I was very lucky after school, I went to Dow Chemical. I was the first one when people didn't know about this flexible, uh, foldable phone that you see from Samsung, LG, Huawei. I was the one at the very frontier learning that, oh, there are some critical material challenges. For example, this uh, foldable but still very hard cover window that's required for this new product uh, design. And my it happens that my invention was lucky enough to get to the uh, the market. Usually the chance is low, so I, it, it's uh, lucky, but also it shows me that wow, you know, one invention can really change people's lives and enrich you know how we communicate uh, with each other. So that becomes a cascading effect. I went to Carbon 3D. And that's the fastest 3D printing technology in the world and got to invent the technology and then got recruited by Apple. I was one of the first material scientists to build their uh, AR, VR uh, materials team. So you guys just saw Apple Vision Pro. That's my first product. And I work on many subsequent products you will see in the future. But overall speaking, uh, it just resonated with me so much that technology is, uh, is, is so, it can be so powerful. And But one common thing throughout my career I realized is that I wanted to be faster. I Maybe my appetite became bigger, but I, I realized that how can I scale innovation faster uh, and more in a more agile way to make more impacts to the world? So I've tried small startups. I've tried big companies in chemical industry, consumer electronics. So that's where I start to wonder, I, I want to have something of myself, you know, and really go hard on what I believe in and make impact with my innovation or someone else's uh, innovation. And hence, I decided to come to Stanford because this is one of the best places uh, in the world for entrepreneurship. And being here in the Silicon Valley, uh, I definitely saw that firsthand. And the second thing I just want to quickly touch on is uh, because of this journey, staying at the frontier of uh, innovation in industry, I also experienced many challenges on navigating the power dynamics and the technology roadmaps in big companies or small company. So I, I've had some success in my uh, career progression, but I definitely want to further improve myself uh, personally, professionally, and see how, how far I can get. For example, yeah, the Dotson's class on managing and growing enterprise, I, I wish I would had learned you know, all those uh, good techniques on uh, managing uh, a, a team in a very dynamic uh, environment because that's really what I have been in. When we are at the frontier of uh, innovation, things happen so quickly and the decisions are very tough decisions have to be made uh, in the management. So uh, yeah, so so that's really why the two main reasons uh, yeah. that why you know, I, got I here. attended a, a webinar prior to, to getting to Stanford, and it was a couple of alumni who were about five, ten years out of school. Um, and every single person like shared the value of some of the soft skill classes. And I think this quarter, actually, all of my classes are soft skill classes. <laughs> but I, I think to your point, like this is where we really learn, um, you know, skills or techniques or, or tools that we can take on, you know, throughout the rest of our careers. Yeah, definitely. 
Um, so maybe switching a little bit gears um, and kind of diving into a little bit of your personal background. Um, so we, we talked about this before the podcast, so it's all been cleared, but you're part of the LGBTQ community. Um, and I wanted to spend a little bit of time kind of talking about that because we do have some classmates that are, you know, part of this community. What has your experience been like, you know, since coming to Stanford and maybe especially at the GSB? Yeah. Before that, I just want to give a quick shout out to my husband, Howie. <laughs> it's we Valentine's Day, so <laughs> happy Valentine's. And he finally came back after a three weeks trip in Hong Kong. So Great. thank God. <laughs> yeah, so. yeah. And, and happy Chinese New Year to everybody celebrating with the Lunar New Year. I mean, that's been a big celebration as well. Yeah. So yeah, let's give yeah. that shout out as well. Thank you. Yeah. So uh, back to the LGBTQ, uh, I really enjoyed it here. Uh, I think we know uh, San Francisco, Silicon Valley is definitely the birthplace for LGBTQ uh, rights. And Stanford definitely has a big emphasis on that. We have a GSB Pride uh, group here in the GSB. And it's amazing how they try to be make it very inclusive. You see all kinds of people. Uh, it's not just about their sex- sexuality. It's how they view their identity. Uh, so it goes beyond this LGBTQIA plus uh, name there. So that's just very amazing to me. Uh, and yeah, so it's uh, it's being very inclusive. It's so funny that and we try to support each other so much. Uh, for example, I'm focusing on entrepreneurship. The other day I had the MBA two pitch night, and out of the six teams, three of them are you know in the LGBTQ in the yeah. GSB Pride team. So we're saying that there's some super gay power going yeah. on here in the GSB <laughs> to pursue entrepreneurship. So, yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. So um, yeah. is there anything you know that you can share for prospective students um, that are part of the LGBTQ community that you would have liked to have known prior to coming here? Yeah, so it's definitely, I think for, especially for MSX class, it's a little bit challenging because uh, it's a very small cohort. I think every year there's only maybe three to four people in the LGBTQ community. So uh, when I was, uh, after I got admitted in round one, it's actually tough for me to to see, okay, what's the support in the GSB for me? And when I ask about GSB Pride, actually some of the uh, admission teams, they don't really know who to contact. I think it, they used to be, there used to be two separate teams for admission. Now Nowadays they're combined. Yeah. So it's easier to find the right contacts. So that was definitely challenging, but uh, networking with the current student, yeah, the previous uh, MSX 23 class, uh, is really helpful, yeah. and uh, as we connect within our cohort, we start to find uh, the members in the same community. So yeah. that was uh, really helpful. But to your point, it's actually one of the initiatives we're trying to do, right, to be more supportive this year for MSX 25. Yeah. And uh, I think many of us, including Natalie, uh, uh, yeah, Depesh, I think they have been doing a great job building the community and uh, and supporting the uh, new admits. So yeah. yeah. That's amazing. Um, maybe taking like a little bit of a higher view, can you talk a little bit about um, diversity just at Stanford um, in, in general? Yeah, I think on this, uh, that's a very interesting one. I want to go beyond just the race or yeah. uh, thing. I actually think Stanford does a, a great job just putting people with different backgrounds, yeah. educational backgrounds or career backgrounds uh, together. I'm amazed at the diversity of the opinions and the people uh, in every class in the GSB or outside of the GSB. I can share one uh, very 
funny story. So uh, I think in one of the uh, uh, career workshop by Tesla. So uh, after we, there's Q and A and there's this MBA one, he was asking many questions about Tesla's plan for Second Life uh, EV battery. And I was like, oh, I didn't know this guy. So why is he interested? Because that's my interest for my entrepreneurship as well. And then I talked to him afterwards and realized that, wow, he, his family actually owned a EV truck uh, fleet, uh, one of the biggest dealership in Chile. And he's helping the uh, lithium mine miners to transport the, uh, the lithium in a more sustainable way. Wow. So just... I'm like, wow, we have this kind of person in the GSB. And it's not, that's not the first time. I've seen so many cases where, you know, I talked to the food waste company uh, in, say, Thailand, and there's someone in the GSB who has been working with them before. So it's that kind of uh, diversity that just amazes me. And that I think we are a boutique program, but the quality and the diversity of the people is just uh, amazing. Yeah. And we get to support each other. So. Yeah. I, I always say, like, you know, diversity, I think, has so many different aspects. There's obviously, like, cultural or, like, race aspect. But I think what you're talking about is really, like, diversity of thought. Yeah. And I, I remember writing about that, like, you know, in my application. And it's something that I, like, truly believe in because um, it's it goes much more beyond just kind of, you know, ethnic diversity. Exactly. So and it really fostered this uh, innovation, yes. our motto to change the world because you need diverse opinion and perspective to, to do that. So. Yeah. I mean, Joseph, you just look at your journey, right? What's incredible is how you throw yourself into everything that you do, right? Whether it's entrepreneurship, whether it's the LBG, uh, LGBTQ community, whether it's, um, you know, getting involved in the social scene, you know, you mentioned kind of going into, into Tesla. And, you know, what I think is a great example is there's so much to be on offer here. And if you're really interested in something, like give it your all, right? You know, you've extracted so much value from that. And I definitely see you as a great inspiration in terms of, you know, making the most of this experience. And I guess, you know, you've contributed so much to the environment in the class uh, that I think everybody's really gotten to really know you deeply, right? And like, whether it's one aspect of your life, whether it's entrepreneurship, I remember a story, like, you remember we drove to, to Napa on the 4th of July and we had such a good conversation about diversity and the views in South Africa and the views in Taiwan and the US. And I think that's just the real melting pot of ideas at Stanford, right? It's like personified through Joseph. Yeah. Um, and it's uh, I'm really glad to have Joseph on this podcast because I'm sure this will go down in the history as probably one of Joseph's first podcasts. And when he, when he changes I mean, the world, yeah. Yeah. always come I'm back honored. to the first one with <laughs> Sasha and I, right? Exactly. <laughs> Maybe next time we should interview you guys. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. So 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 I guess uh, Joseph if we shift you know a little bit on from that um point of you know diversity and focus on you know how are you actually changing the world right? Do you want to talk us a little bit about your background and you know what's mo motivating you to kind of pursue this journey of entrepreneurship? I know you shared some some deep histories about how it ch how your childhood shaped you. Can you kind of start at like really the start of your journey and yeah, how that's kind of yeah. shown up in your life today? Yeah, I touched on that briefly at the beginning, so I can go a little bit deeper. My grandma, uh, she survived. She was from mainland China. 
and she survived the civil war and escaped China to Taiwan. And she, it, it was very tough on her. She was literally living on trash uh, to survive the war. So uh, I was raised by her in uh, between two and five years old in Taiwan. Because uh, my parents were still here, They're, they were flying back and forth between U.S. and Taiwan, and uh, she just instilled this ideology in me that you know your trash can be someone someone else's treasure. I think many of you have heard me uh, say that, and I literally believe in that. And she did it with actions. She went out to the streets and collect recyclables. It's not just for street cleaning. She really believed in the value of uh, every waste and every piece of trash. And a lot of times she even collect the fund and help the people in the neighborhood. So seeing her doing that, it's just uh, amazing. And I always believe that, you know, uh, waste doesn't have to be waste. It can be recycled, reused, and so many ways to benefit people that need them. Uh, so, so I talk about, that's one of the, really the main reason I decided to study material science. Actually, I studied plastic. So plastic is my uh, expertise in material science. I even research uh, biodegradable plastic when I was in PhD, and then, but I work on more optical materials afterwards. And it's really when I was in, uh, and that led me to Apple on developing the top-notch optical materials for their AR, VR devices. But at that time, because of my plastic expertise, some senior management, they brought me into the uh, Apple's uh, Zero Waste initiative. Originally, I was just working on their soft good uh, products and try to advise them on what material is more recyclable in, yeah, in terms of uh, carbon emission and uh, can still meet the performances. And But I was put into the e-waste uh, meeting sometimes as well. And that's where I got very intrigued by these challenges of the critical material and to supply all these materials needed for EV batteries or your iPhone, iPad, MacBook, we need to do a lot of mining. And mining mm. is very, yeah, it's very wasteful. Yeah. <laughs> and it involves child labors as well. Uh, it's, it's just not a great industry, but we, we definitely need the materials. We need the, 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 the mines. So I start to wonder what can I do as a material scientist to, to solve this. And I still remember I visited a plant uh, in China seeing, you know, it's a collection center for Apple on all the e-waste and iPhone. Mm. It's mountains of uh, iPhones. And I was like, whoa, <laughs> there must be something we can do about this. Yeah. And hence, I came to uh, Stanford. Originally, I was thinking about consumer e-waste recycling. As I navigate and talk to different stakeholders, I realized that EV battery is actually a potentially a bigger problem to solve. Mm. So uh, I spent time uh, in Startup Garage doing the market research, and now I'm actually working on repurposing EV uh, batteries so as they reach the end of life. Can we reuse them rather than dumping them in the landfill or recycle them? Maybe we can also give them a second life to be used for energy storage, for your home solar farm or solar panel, or just a solar farm or the uh, mini grids for uh, uh, remote communities and uh, industrial projects. So uh, that's what I'm working on uh, right now. And, yeah. Sasha, you know what's so incredible about Joseph is that just this clarity of thought, right, in terms of his purpose and, you know, this deep history with the problem, right? And I think, you know, I, I saw the founder of Lyft yesterday. He actually gave up his car and he just did a whole bunch of stuff with public transport. And he actually, like, 
got into the public transport from from a really young age, right? And I can see that through Joseph, right? And now, now I guess, Joseph, you now at the heart of Stanford, right? You've taken this problem, you're deep in it. I guess you now want to start a business, right? Can you just talk us through, you know, how's that journey going in terms of raising capital, in terms of learning about all of the other things other than waste? Because I think you're an expert at waste. Yeah. You know, no one can argue <laughs> with that, right? But like on, on the actual building a business, talk us through how that journey is coming along. Yeah, uh, I definitely took advantage of the, uh, the great people here. So even before I started, I started to talk to people uh, on Team Formation Hub and uh, the Venture Studio to just find people who yeah, share. Can I just pause there? Do you, yeah. you want to just describe Team Formation Hub in, in 30 seconds for those that aren't familiar with it? Yeah, so Team Formation Hub is a online platform uh, at Stanford. You can post your ideas about your venture or you can just say, okay, I have these expertise and I'm interested in doing this and that. I'm trying to find someone to work with on the startup project. So it's really like a co-founder matching at a very, very early stage. Uh, so I really utilized that platform and uh, I was able to find a JD MBA, a material scientist, and also our classmate uh, happy to join forces on this uh, on this vision of mine. And we started in Startup Garage, and that's the second thing. Stanford has so many pre-accelerator courses. Yeah. Uh, I wouldn't. I, I'm not. Go- I think many people have different opinions about them, but it's definitely a good start for your entrepreneurial journey, just yeah. to get an idea about what it's like. And uh, I think we are pretty lucky that uh, after Startup Garage, we actually still believe in the business model that we are building. There's definitely a market, and we have a good team. Uh, and so what, what, what else can we do? And I start to think about, okay, what technology can we do to make a difference? So as a material scientist, I went to intern for the Office of Technology Licensing. Uh, that's where I found a professor uh, with this sensor technology that can make battery testing much faster. So, so with that, we st- I start to have people like to talk about the four T's. The four T's to forming a startup, uh, they, they really start to come together because of all these uh, very unique platform uh, Stanford help you uh, and, and su- support uh, in this community. So, and nowadays, I'm actually outside of a pre-accelerator class, but I just got into another great <laughs> accelerator program on Congrats. Stanford campus. Yeah, thank you. It's in the engineering college. It's called Emergence Accelerator. And uh, because of all the great information at the GSB, I got to learn about this LabStart uh, accelerator program sponsored by the federal government. And I just got in uh, last week with this uh, safe note investment for a year. So, yeah, I just want to highlight, you know, uh, Stanford is a magical place because they care about entrepreneurship. They think this is one of the best way to make impacts. And they provide resources and channels in all kinds of ways with their alumni support, lecture support. Uh, to help you uh, really find the fundamental building blocks for your venture. So I don't know where this is headed, but uh, I, I, I love it. I love the journey. I mean, so, we can really yeah. hear and see your passion every day, you know, when we bump into you on campus. Um, a lot of people take these classes, like you mentioned, Startup Garage, or we've got, you know, Lean Launchpad at the engineering school for the experience of like, you know, this is what it's like to be an entrepreneur, or let me just kind of test out an idea. Yeah. But you're taking it a step further. And, you know, we're graduating in a couple of months here, so this is becoming quite real. Yeah. Are you, you're like in it to, to continue? I think so. <laughs> but I have to admit, there's definitely ups and downs. So, yeah. uh, but uh, yeah, finding the right team 
and your co-founder is, I realize that it's uh, very challenging because mm. people have different uh, visions. But I, what I also realized is that they people are supportive. Yeah. And while they, they are trying to, if they share your vision, they try their best to, to support you. Yeah. So uh, I really value that. And now I'm, I'm all in. I think with this uh, new funding uh, for, and hopefully more, <laughs> uh, I, I really want to go all in um, at least for one, two years and see how this goes. Because that's really my dream. So, well, we yeah. believe in you. Um, and I think there's like a bunch of statistics about how Stanford founders have the highest number of unicorns. So I will not be surprised in a couple of years if we see your name on the front page of Forbes or something. Yeah, and, uh, and we'll be part of that journey and it'll exactly. be on the internet forever with our podcast. So, yep. Thank you. Um, you heard it here it, first. <laughs> Joseph's going to change the world for sure. You know what's, what's incredible, Joseph, is... You know, I, I met you, I guess, about a year ago when we um, got into Stanford in round one, and I could just see this incredible focus of yours in terms of getting this thing off the ground. I mean, um, you know, I actually felt bad when, when Joseph was like telling me about all of these things in Startup Garage. I was like, wow, I don't even know what's going on I'm in Stanford. <laughs> and I thought I was fairly organized, right? So I think, you know, to anybody who is coming into the program, you know, Joseph's a great example of how you can actually absorb so much and just come in here with a great idea and scale it if, you, if you're really passionate about it. And, you know, the unique thing about Joseph is he's actually been involved in this industry since he's a kid. You've seen it firsthand, right? And I don't think you see that. So also give yourself time. You know, not everybody's Joseph. Sasha and I certainly not. <laughs> nope. So, um, you know, it's a, it's a great example of how you can make the most of this environment. Yeah. So, all right, we're coming up on the end of time here. Um, for the people listening, prospective students, can you share two pieces of advice? I think the first advice is uh, just enjoy the journey. Yeah, this is really a good place to build a community and make impact. So come here with a purpose and it doesn't hurt to start networking and talking to people uh, early. I think uh, your purpose can potentially be amplified with that network effects. So uh, I strongly recommend to uh, self-reflect. I, I, I know it's a cliche. Uh, I think we all heard that before we joined. But looking back, wow, I, I, I wish I had self-reflected more. Me too. <laughs> you know, it's, uh, if you come here with very clear signal and purpose, Stanford can, can make it work in a very short period of time. Yeah. So uh, that's the first thing I want to say. The second thing is, uh, actually three things. So the second thing is, I think, give back to the community. You will realize that the GSB vibe is so different from the other business school. We are a place that we, we're so warm yeah. and we are so supportive of uh, each other. We want to see each other succeed. So uh, every one of us has a lot of expertise and skill set and a lot to offer. So also think about what you want to contribute to this, uh, this yeah. community and foster the uh, ecosystem. Because you may be surprised, uh, yeah, out of that process, you will also learn more about yourself and Absolutely. this community. And that can help all of us, you know, uh, progress and achieve great things together. And the last thing is uh, I mentioned about make friends enjoy. Yeah, I think make good friends. Yeah. I uh, try to know many people. I know it's, uh, it's outside of many people's comfort zone, including mine, uh, coming to this program as an engineer. But I just 
I enjoy talking to people, and、uh, every time I meet new people, I feel rejuvenated.、Yeah. Uh, there's new energy、uh, <laughs> coming to my body, and this、uh, bonding here is just amazing. I think for many of you, including you too, I think I want to be,、uh, you know, long-term friends with you, lifelong friends. I, I think that relationship is just so precious, and regardless of our career success or not. That that's real, and、yeah. that will always be there. So,、uh, exactly. it's, yeah, amazing. So, <laughs> well, thanks for joining us today and sharing your journey and your story. It's so inspiring. Every time I talk to you, I'm always like, "Oh my goodness, what am I doing in life?"、Um, but you know, so grateful to have you as a classmate and, and share your journey with us. Thank you, and happy Valentine's Day. Yeah, yeah. Valentine's thank you, Day. Joseph. You know, I, I think、uh, we take so much away from this, and you know, we look forward to you、uh, following the GSP motto of changing lives, changing organizations, and changing the world. I think you're already onto the second one,、yep. where many of us have struggled to get to the first. <laughs> But、uh, thank you for joining us and being our second guest on the MSX Insider. And、uh, we will see everybody in hopefully two weeks' time for episode three. 